Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of The College Christian. I am so happy that you could join me as we explore how our faith interacts with our walk as a college student and a Christian. I think for the first episode, and probably for like the majority of the episodes, we're just going to start off with the same thing of just an introduction and then a prayer. So let's go ahead and get started. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity to speak your words to people. God, I thank you for the opportunity that no matter what our situation in in life is right now, you continue to use everybody in their own unique ways to accomplish your mission, accomplish your goal. And you continue to show us what our purpose is in this life. And the best part is, is you encourage us to use our passions to fulfill that purpose. God, I thank you that I am not speaking, but you are speaking through me. And I thank you that you are continually using me and anybody who is listening to be your mouthpieces and to show the world what love is and what real true faith is. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, so this first episode I entitled, What Would Abraham Do? And I entitled this episode that because, so I have just moved back to campus um, after being back home for a year and going to a community college back home. And it has been a wild journey so far. Like I've only been here for about like maybe think five weeks we're going into now and there have been just different hoops and trials that I've had to jump through that have made this journey a little crazy a little unpredictable and not gonna like front like have made me a little bit fearful and through all of that I have been reminded about the story of Abraham And mostly I was reminded by this because Abraham was taken out of a place by God so that a miraculous transformation could be born into the world. And it's crazy to think about because Abraham was in a place where his family was, where he was comfortable, where things seemed to be going okay, but God had a better plan and he had to move Abraham from a place of comfortability to a place of hardship and trials so that something greater could have happened and um I want to start off with this passage now the Lord said to Abram go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you and I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I will curse and in you, all of the families of the earth shall be blessed. Genesis 12, 1 through 3. And that's like a crazy thing to me. Where Abraham was in this place where he was, like I said before, with his family, a place where he was comfortable. And God said, I need to move you so you can be a blessing to others. And... While I was at college, or while I'm at college now, different things have happened where I begin to miss home, 
different trials have come up where I'm like considering like did I did I mishear God did I not hear what his true plan was for my life at this point was going back to school a mistake just because some different things have been happening some stressful situations have occurred um, to give you some more background I am a first year RA and anybody who is a first year RA knows that that can be a very like stressful time it can be a very um unpredictable time with things that go wrong in the building things I have to figure out things I situation I never thought I'd have to deal with between me and residents between me and like upper housing where like different things were would be brought to their attention and they would seem like it wasn't a very big priority to them and it makes me feel like the entity that they push the blame on if something goes wrong but then when I need something done, they kind of just ignore it. And it's just kind of like a frustrating place to be. Along with that, trying to figure out like how to balance being a student and a working person and like getting an actual job and like figuring all that stuff out. And then also probably like the biggest one is the family aspect with also going to school. And let me just say like, I love my family and my family has been very supportive of me going back to school and figuring out like how life is going to work for me especially after having a couple hiccups along the way but it just it can be very interesting when family tries to express their care in ways that like we don't understand um for instance my grandma and I were having a conversation like maybe like the first or second week I was at school and she had called me and we were talking and she was like hey DJ if you ever just want to come back home, you can just stay with me. Like, you don't have to stay at school. You don't have to be there. And while I, I understood my grandma's heart, like she was coming from a very caring place, at the same time, it hurt because it felt like she doesn't think I can do this. She doesn't think that I will be able to be successful in this place again. And it made me think, like, when I'm reading the story of Abraham, like, how many people of Abraham's family... We're like, Abraham, hey, you might not want to do this. Like, you might want to think this through again because, like, in this place, you are good. In this place, you are happy. In this place, everything is working out. So, like, why go somewhere else? And I wonder if even Abraham thought, like, after hearing these things, because I began to think these things, like, was I making the best decision? Is there something just better for me back home? My family is there. They'd be more comfortable as back home. There is less chance of failure if I just stay where I'm at, if I stay where I'm comfortable. And the powerful thing of this verse, at least I feel like, is when he says, and I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And it made me think that even during the time of Maybe Abraham was reconsidering stuff. His family was telling him, maybe this isn't the right move for you to do. God was using Abraham as a blessing for more and more people. Through Abraham, God was able to change the world and show the world his amazing love through Jesus Christ. But like, it makes me wonder, like, if Abraham did not take that step of faith, if he did not take that step of okay, I'm going to trust God and leave this place where I'm comfortable because he said he was going to do these things. What would the whole Christian story look like if Abraham would have chosen to be disobedient compared to obedient? And it's something that is like cycled through the Bible multiple times, even in the story of Noah, where 
he had to choose to be obedient even when like everyone else around him was telling him he was crazy for building a boat like this huge boat in a place where like there is no water there's no way where this boat is going to there's no way that the sky is going to open up and like this boat is ever going to float like people were thinking Noah was out of his mind but he had to choose to be obedient and do the uncomfortable thing and not just bless himself but bless his family in the event of the flood because if he would have chosen to be disobedient then like everyone would have been wiped out Noah and his family and it's just it's a really cool thing to think about and it's also a very calming thing to think about where it's like if God is calling me to a different place it is not because he's just trying to test me it is not just because he is just trying to rattle me a little bit it is because he has a greater purpose for not just me but for the people around me if God is going to move me out of a place of comfortability, it's because he's bringing a blessing along with it. And that blessing is not just going to be good for me, but be good for my friends, be good for my family, be good for people who look up to me. And I think as Christians, it's just, it's a very calming thing to remember where it's like God is never going to put me in a place where he's going to forsake me. It's always going to be a place where he's going to bless me. And even like reading Abraham's story he went through trial after trial and sometimes he never even saw the blessing he never even knew like the grasp of the blessing and like even just reading through some of his story like he had the trial with the um, Egyptians where he had to fake that his wife was his sister and that was a whole mess then he had to split up with Lot and then he had to go and rescue Lot and then he had the whole situation with like Hagar and Ishmael. And then the biggest one, like that's when he like actually got his blessing. The biggest one was when he had to sacrifice Isaac. When he had to take Isaac, the one thing that like God had promised him to the altar. And God had asked him to sacrifice him. And it's almost like it's crazy to think about like God, I I did all the things that you asked me to do. I did all the things that you called me to do. I followed your instructions. I was obedient. So why aren't things easy? Why aren't these trials just leaving me alone? Why aren't they passing? And why is it that when I decide to follow your direction, the hardest trials seem to come my way? And I feel like God answers that question in this next verse where it says after these things the word of the lord came to abram in a vision fear not abram i am your shield your reward shall be very great but abram said O lord god what will you give me for i continue childless and the heir of my house is eliezer of damascus and abram said behold you have given me no offspring and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteous. Genesis 15, 1 through 6. It 
It is a beautiful thing when we interact with God, especially in the times of our trials and the times where we lack understanding, because that's when God can really interact with our hearts. It's like the best explanation I could give is you never really see how great of a craftsman God can be until you bring him a broken vessel and he remakes it. And it's it's a beautiful picture that is painted here where Abram is bringing his concerns to the Lord. He's like, God, I don't understand why we're doing this because I still don't have the thing that you promised me. I still don't have the one reward that I want. So what's what's the point? What is what's the reason for doing this? Like you see that it's not working. You see that I'm still struggling. You see that I'm still a broken vessel. So why, why do this? And God reaches out to Abram and he says, like, don't, don't worry. I am your shield. In the trials, I will still be your shield. And when it's all over, I will be your reward. And your reward will not be something as small as what you want right now, but it'll be something greater that you could never even imagine. Like Abraham just wanted a son. He just wanted one kid. That's like the one thing in his prayer. He said, I just want an heir. And God says, I'm not just going to give you an heir, but I'm going to give you radical generations. Generations of people who are going to outnumber the stars. And I think another important part is not only did God make these promises to Abram, but Abram counted them as righteous. Abram went and said, you know what? God promised me this and I'm going to hold on to that promise no matter what is happening around me. And I think that's like a beautiful and important part because this is the part where we get to partner with God. This is the part where we get to say, God, I hear what you're telling me. I hear what you're saying. And I'm going to partner with you and believe that no matter what, no matter what is happening, no matter what storm I'm in, no matter what trial I'm facing, I'm going to count what you said as righteous. I'm going to count what you told me as the truth. I'm going to believe that what you said is going to happen is going to come to pass no matter what my surroundings look like. And it's it's a crazy place to be in because you are putting yourself in one of the most vulnerable places because you are you're afraid of being disappointed, but also believing with your whole heart that God won't disappoint you. And it's even like even after this passage, Abraham has to go through this trial again where he's told to sacrifice Isaac and he has to go to the mountain with Isaac, get to the altar with Isaac, put Isaac on the altar, tie him up and is getting ready to sacrifice his son. And then an angel comes and stops him. And God rewards him for being obedient. And that's even like, that's a crazy thing where like sometimes you're put in a place where you get the thing you've been praying for and God calls you to sacrifice that too because he has to know your heart is still pure. He has to know that your heart is still for him. And just being relatable, one of the things that like I prayed for was this RA position. I prayed that I would get it. I prayed that it would help me get through school. And I even prayed, and some of you might think this is crazy. I asked when I did my RA interview to be an RA for freshmen. And some of you might be like, well, this is where all of your problems are coming from, George. You asked to be in one of the most problematic groups of people. 
And I laugh now thinking about like, wow, God does answer prayers. And my dad likes to say that God is a comedian. He likes making jokes. And like sometimes he makes jokes by answering our prayers and giving us exactly what we wanted. But even in this trial of this is the thing that I asked for. And there just seemed to be like so many problematic things where it's like, I don't know if I want to be here anymore. I don't know if this is really what God called me to do. I remember I was in my dorm and I was praying and I was like, God, this is what I prayed for. And I don't know if these things are happening because you're telling me I need to grab my bags and leave or if these things are happening because the devil is just trying to discourage me from the blessing that you have called me to. But God, I just, I need help. I need to see that you are still here in the trial that I'm in. I had to believe and count what God has said in the past is like that he's a God that answers prayers as righteous. I had to believe it. Even in the fear of being disappointed, I had to believe that God was going to come through. And let me tell you that he did. He not only has come through in like helping me be a blessing in other residents, in the residents' lives that I have. And just like, sometimes it's just like very small things. But even like in some of the bigger things where I like, I'm that RA that they can come and talk to, that they can sit with, that they can hash out ideas with. I'm the RA that when drama is happening, they know that they can come to because it's going to get fixed. I'm the RA that comes up with ideas and does things that their residents really love and really make their college experience awesome. But I'm also the RA that other RAs can come to and talk to and hash out things and just figure different things out. Through all of this, it really just reminds me of what God told Abram in Genesis 12, 1 through 3, where he's like, I'm not just going to use you because I want to bless you. I'm going to use you to be a blessing to others. And that has been one of the things that, like, when I'm faced with a trial and I'm faced, is, is this something that God has told me to do? First, I'm always, like, trying to find peace. Like, do I have the peace that God has promised me when I'm following his direction? But also, am I being a blessing to those around me? Am I bringing joy to those around me? Am I bringing peace to those around me? Literally, just am I being a blessing in someone's life? And I found that when I take, like, an outward perspective of how I'm helping others it has really been, like, one of the best ways to call myself. And sometimes, like, being a blessing to other people around you aren't even the people who are, like, immediately around you. Sometimes it is the people who are a little bit distanced from you. I know, like, even just with calls with my friends back home and some students I have back home. In the mere five weeks I've been here, I've learned different things that I'm then able to tell them and be like, hey, try this out. Hey, what if we try this together? And if I wouldn't have been put in the experiences here, I wouldn't have had the knowledge to then tell them. And it's it's just a very beautiful and amazing way that God works in our lives where he is constantly like using us to be a blessing to others. We, he is constantly partnering with us to do his great things. And 
as I close this episode, there are really just two things that like I really want you all to remember and really want myself to remember. I know if you've listened to the intro, I talk about how if for nothing else, this is just for me. If for nothing else, this is just a reminder to myself that God is still moving in my life. And one of the things is what God said he will do, he will do. It may not be in the way we thought it should have been done, but it will be done in the best way. There are going to be different things in life that come through that happen to us that make us reconsider the plans that God has told us. But the most important thing is when you're in that space of that trial, when you're in that space of, I don't know if this is still something God wants me to do. Going back to him and being like, God, I know you promised me this. And even though I don't see a way, even though I don't see how this is possible, even though I don't see how this makes sense, I'm going to trust in you. And I'm going to believe that you are going to come through with the things that you are going to do. I'm going to count what you said is righteous. And the second thing that I want us all to kind of remember is that when God is moving you from a place of comfortability, it is because he is moving you to be a blessing. Abraham was comfortable. And I'm not saying like, okay, for instance, like I can know, like sometimes living with family, we're not the most comfortable. So like take it with a grain of salt. But he was in a more comfortable place there than he would have been in some place that he didn't know in some place where he was a complete stranger, some place where he had to relearn how everything operates. But because he chose to be obedient, he is then able to be a blessing to others. He is then able to be part of God's plan to be a blessing for everyone, for every reborn person. And I think that's like one of the most beautiful things where it's like, when you choose to be obedient, you are choosing to be a partner with God, to be a blessing to so many other people, to be a blessing to those around you, to complete strangers, just really to anyone. And it's a really just beautiful thing to think about because even in the midst of fear, you can take that outward perspective of being like, who am I blessing today? How have I blessed people today? And when you just are able to take that backseat and be like, I might not be comfortable here. I might not understand everything, but I can see how God is using me to be a blessing in other people's lives. And yeah, that is pretty much it for the first college Christian podcast. I have a couple more topics I'm going to talk about, but I would love to get some feedback on like things you guys want to hear, things you guys think should be talked about. A couple episodes I have later on are going to bring in some friends of mine and we're just going to sit down and have a generalized discussion about different topics. If you ever want to get in touch with me, if you ever want to talk about like different ideas, my Instagram is blackbookmedia2000. Once again, I just want to thank you for accompanying me on this walk of figuring out how our faith and our Christian walk interact with our walk of being a college student. And I will see you next time on The College Christian.